Good Saturday morning to everybody. Welcome to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast, along with Rob Weinberg. I'm Gary Byron. You can find out all things mattering to having to do with Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast online, which is www.robgw.com. I'm, <clears throat> I'm a little hoarse here. Uh, and you can give them a call, 860-413-3938. I'll repeat all phone numbers, email address, website, more towards the middle and end of the show. Rob, good morning, man. How you good been, buddy? Good morning to you, Gary. How are you? Oh, I'm doing pretty darn good this morning. How about yourself? Not too shabby. Are you enjoying, are you one of these people that enjoys the um, holiday season? We've got Hanukkah, we've got Christmas, you've got, yep, I don't know. Kwanzaa. The Kwanzaa. Oh, yeah, when is, I don't know when that is. Did we have it already or did, no, is that coming not up? Sure. Not um, sure, but it's in there somewhere. Sure, Three Kings Day. That's in January. You got all the, I don't know. You got, uh, I, I love the holiday season in general. I, uh usually have the holiday music playing here while I'm working, uh, starting around Thanksgiving up until New Year's. So <laughs> that puts me well into the holiday, uh, you know, festivities. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, and there's Boxing Day, Festivus. Well, there's a Festivus for the rest of us. Um, yeah, there's so many of them, I lost, I lost track. You know what, I got to admit, I'm like you. I actually, I know it sounds corny, but I'll admit to you, brother, I enjoy the holiday music, the Christmas music. I, I love it, man. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about it that just puts you in a different frame of mind. So um, with that said, though, this isn't time to take your foot off the gas pedal. I know a lot of people, especially when we get to Thanksgiving, they put a lot of their goals and plans on hold till next year. What I've found is the most successful people, mm-hmm. they're nose to the grindstone the entire holiday season. It doesn't mean you can't take time off to spend with family, friends, and you know all the fun things that go with that. But it does mean you don't take your eye off the prize and you keep your goals, uh, you know, front of mind, and you're constantly working towards them. That's what it's all about. Hey, speaking of goals in 2024, um, how soon can you refinance? After you've already made, uh, you know, the purchase of a home, after after your original mortgage? Yeah, so it just depends on the loan program, but the general protocol that I use with my clients, and it's just kind of a generic uh, timeline, but it's after you've made six payments on the current mortgage. Now, certain mortgages like FHA and VA, they have specialized refinancing programs that allow you to have a what's called a streamlined refinance after you've had the property for a, a certain amount of time. But uh, even conventional loans, there's refi options after six months. So that's generally what I would look at. And that's why, you know, there's so much opportunity for people that bought their home in the last year to look at refinancing in the new year. But obviously, that's just one opportunity, you know, that we can talk about. But a lot of people are starting to think about as we see these rates come down a little bit the last couple weeks. Okay. Uh, goal. It's, it's look. We last week we talked about twenty twenty three and kind of a retrospective. It's the end of the year. I think we've done this for the last couple of years, but you know, as we and I look, I know this is not the last Saturday before the new year. But if people want to get a jump on twenty twenty four, I figured, you know, when we talk about, let's talk about maybe goals. You know, that people could have in twenty twenty four, particularly when it comes to. 
uh, you know, the, uh, purchasing a home, selling a home, and or, or if not mortgaging a home, maybe dare I even say refinancing. Only because there's something that you said last week that resonated with me. You said that there's a good possibility. You're not sure when, but we're already starting to see interest rates go down. But that could continue into next year. And if that's the case, if somebody bought a home in 2023 and they paid 7.5%, boy, 6% would, would or 55 to 6% would sound downright, uh, you know, delightful, you know? That's for sure. I mean, look, there's going to be ups and downs. Rates don't go up or down in a straight line. So, you know, depending on when anybody is listening to this episode, they might be higher or lower. But the bottom line is we have finally seen a little bit of that shift in sentiment, and we're finally and almost suddenly in a downward-trending rate market, which we haven't had in a long time. This, you know, this could just be a fake-out. We had a fake-out earlier in the year where people thought rates were coming down, they spiked right back up. So that could be this, too. But the idea is be on alert now. The idea is opportunities are coming, right? So you don't want to bury your head in the sand. And it's all about reaching your financial goals in 2024. What financial goals do you have? For some people, it's buying a home. For some people, it's expanding their real estate portfolio. They may already have one or two or a couple houses. They want to buy more and expand. Or maybe you have a home with a bunch of equity built up in it that you want to use for something else. You know, that's another reason uh, or another thing that you can do or strategy you can do for the new year. So most people, Gary, have finances on their list somewhere for New Year's resolutions. Would you agree with that? I would agree wholeheartedly with that, and including yours truly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think everyone, whether it's number one or number five, somewhere on the list, you have that resolution. Get out of debt. Buy your first home. You know, fully fund your retirement. Whatever it might be. You know, it's somewhere on there. So everyone's going to be in a different spot. Do you want to save more money, buy a home, get rid of debt? Whatever it is, put those goals down on paper. You know, that's really front and center. One of the main things you can do to make sure that you have your goals moving in the right direction is to actually publicize those goals. Uh, Put them on a big sticky note. Write them down. You know, put them on your desk, put them on social media, hold yourself accountable. Whatever it takes for you, that's what I really recommend to you. All right. So when it comes to finances, um, how, how, how does that come into play with a New Year's resolution? Yeah. So when it comes to finances, you got to determine what specific. You can't just say, I want to have a better year financially, right? You got to be very specific with your financial goals for the new year, for 2024. So you don't want to overwhelm yourself and say, I want to pay off all my debt, I want to buy a new house, and I want to travel the world all in one, one resolution, right? Mm-hmm. You need to be very, very specific with yourself. So, you know, in the context of this show, if you're saying you want to buy a home in 2024, then the next step is what do we need to do to get you there? Do you need to save more money? Do you need to improve your credit? Do you need to pay down some debt? You know, that's where we can really drill down to a plan. Because just putting the goal there without a plan, it's never going to get done, right? So the more we can drill down and the more detailed that we can get with our goals, you know, I've found that that really 
it, it creates the trap for success. It almost forces you to have success because instead of looking at this big audacious goal, you look at it as bite-sized pieces. And that's a lot easier than, uh, you know, accomplishing something large. What would you say are some of the basic financial goals that homeowners and future homeowners can aspire for in 2024? Right. So if you don't already own a home and that's what you're looking to do, then get specific and put that down and get, you know, get really detailed on it. Do you want a condo? Do you want a single family? Do you want a two family home? What area do you want to live in? You know, start figuring out your your wants and needs that you're looking for. The more detailed, the better. And if you do own a home, do you want to buy another? Do you want to build out your real estate portfolio? Do you want to pay off your debt? Maybe there's something that's just plaguing your credit or finances that you need to clean up. And the other thing that you really want to start looking at now that may be a little bit outside of the box is, can you save money by getting a new mortgage? Meaning either a home equity line, a home equity loan, or a refinance of your current loan. There are money-saving opportunities now, and there are even more money opportunities, money-saving opportunities coming in 2024 if we continue on this you know, downward uh, trajectory and interest rates. So those are the things that the current homeowners and future homeowners really want to think about going into next year. What do you think is the minimum protocol that everyone should be doing on an annual basis in order to stay in check with their mortgage, their credit, and even their even their overall financial plan? Yeah, this this is a really important question, Gary, because what I found is when somebody is buying a home, when somebody is refinancing, they are in the process, right? So they are thinking about it. It's on the top of their mind, and they're constantly doing things around that. But what I found is once you own the home or once you've gone through the process, once you've done that refinancing, well, now what? People don't stay accountable anymore. So I think one of the most important things is once you have a home, once you have a property, you want to make sure you're doing an annual financial checkup with a mortgage lender or financial advisor or both. And if you don't yet own a property, get that relationship in place. Get that wealth team built behind you so that you can make sure you're getting positioned to buy a home because it might take some time, you know, sometimes a bit more time than you would want. The more clarity you have with your plan, the more you'll be able to move towards that goal. Uh, so that's number one is doing at least minimum one annual review per year. And the second thing would be you want to be getting free copies of your credit reports from annualcreditreport.com, which you can get one free credit report per bureau per year. Okay, so it's not going to give you your credit score, but it's actually going to give you the contents of your credit history with each credit bureau. And the reason that that's important is just to keep yourself accountable to your finances, number one. And number two, make sure the information is accurate. Just by looking at your credit reports for free a couple times a year on annualcreditreport.com, you can stop identity theft in its tracks. You can stop maybe accumulating debt that you weren't realizing because the credit report's going to show you all that. And again, a lot of people lose sight of it when they're not in the process. So these annual reviews, these couple little tweaks you can make to your annual finances can really put you way, way ahead. You know, what about the, you know, I talk about minimum protocols, but I mean, you've talked on um, other shows about the personal wealth team. You know, you've got your attorney, 
you know, you have your your financial advisor. Mm-hmm. Where does the wealth team come in when doing annual planning? Right. So I know a lot of our listeners have put together their personal wealth team since they've been turned on to listening to the show. A lot of people don't have wealth teams, didn't even know what that concept right, was. Right, right, right. What the wealth team is all about is having that team backing you. So in the context of financial goals and New Year's resolutions and New Year uh, financial planning, what you want to do is talking with your wealth team members and doing that annual review. Now, I would say you're going to be doing separate reviews with each of the wealth team members. So you should be talking to your CPA or tax advisor about tweaks and techniques and tips that they can give you that can help your uh, taxes for next year and really help your finances in general. You should be doing the same thing with your financial advisor and obviously with your real estate pro and your mortgage advisor as well. So getting all of the parties involved with you can make sure that they, you know, we're all on the same page, right? We know what your goals are. And you've got every aspect of your financial plan managed by professionals. So that's what the wealth team is all about, and that's what it is in the context of, you know, New Year's resolutions and New Year planning. That's where you want them to be, uh, you know, implemented into your plan, right? Mm-hmm. All right, maybe you can give, like, an aspiring home buyer some motivation and ambition to achieving their goals in 2024. What would you offer them? Well, 2023 was a really, really tough year for home buyers, if not one of the toughest in recent history. So I think this is that gut check moment where you've got to determine, do you really want this? Okay, do you absolutely, without a doubt, want to buy a home in 2024? And are you willing to do what it takes? Because it's going to take more today than maybe it did, you know, years ago when the market was very, very different. And then the other question is, do you have that team to back you up and make it a reality? The wealth team we were just talking about. Is your real estate pro, your mortgage advisor, your CPA, your attorney, all these people, are they there backing you up with a confident plan to make these dreams a reality? The next question I would be asking yourself is, what can you do to strengthen your approval? Okay? In this market, every single thing you can do to put your pre-approval, to put your offer at the top of the stack, that's going to be one more thing in your favor, one more reason to accept your offer. So I talk to a lot of my clients this time of year about are there promotion opportunities at work? Is there raises coming up? I have quite a few clients right now that are pre-approved, and they know we've got raises coming up in the next couple months at their job or promotions. Are there different loan programs we can look at? Maybe you were approved for a conventional loan, but because of the prices increasing, now you need to switch that loan over to FHA to get a higher approval amount. Is there more money you could save to put a bigger down payment? And lastly, is there a co-signer or someone that would co-sign the mortgage with you to help you get approved and have more flexibility in that? If you're not feeling confident, it might be time to swap out some players on that wealth team. You know, like I mentioned uh, last week, a lot of real estate agents, a lot of mortgage lenders have exited the industry. Maybe now they're either either part-time or they're not even doing transactions at all. So if somebody has kind of fallen off the radar or they're not giving you that proactive communication that you need during the process, this is a good time to vet some other players, find some other relationships, and swap them out. And lastly, you've got to stay the course. The only way to fail in the home buying process is to give up and stop looking.
Folks, you are listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show in the Connecticut Real Estate Edge. Uh, podcast. If you'd like more information, simply head on over to Rob's website, which is robgw.com. If you'd like to send an email, uh, simply email him at mortgagemattersradioshow at gmail.com. And write this phone number down because I know you're going to want to schedule an appointment, if not today, maybe next week or uh, or the week after. 860-413-3938. I will repeat all of that more towards the end of the show. Rob, to somebody uh, who already owns a home, I, in other words, a current homeowner, what possibilities or, or, I don't know, maybe a better word is ideas, can they start looking at as things, you know, to maybe to take advantage of in the new year? I think the first question to ask as a homeowner is, when did you buy your home or when did you get your last mortgage? For those who took out a mortgage, really any time, I would say, from maybe mid-2022 to any time in 2023, you may have a very compelling opportunity to restructure or refinance your mortgage here in the coming 12 months. So I think that that's a big idea that you you wouldn't have thought of before, that it's coming down the track, right? We may not be there yet. But you need to be ready to strike while the iron's hot. And one of the reasons I have had such a high success rate, Gary, with my clients being able to take advantage of these rate drops over, you know, so many years is because we're prepared. We're strategizing. You know, I'm talking to clients right now today that own homes with this exact same advice. Get ready for the new year. What opportunities do we have? How can we get you positioned? You also might have new equity in your home that you didn't have before. Number one, because the home values have skyrocketed just in the last year, as we said, the average home in Connecticut is up over 10%. So that's a big chunk of equity. When you figure the median home price is just under 400000 you might have thirty or 40000 or more in equity today that you didn't have a year ago. What can you do with that money to improve your financial situation, mm. pay off debt, home improvements, et cetera, et cetera. But I also know so many homeowners have done improvements on their home in the last couple years. They've redone the kitchen. They've redone the bathroom. They've added a bedroom. You know, all these yep. rehabilitation and repairs and, and uh, revamping, so to speak, that can also add equity to your home. So you might be really surprised at what your home would be worth now and what money you could get access to. So that's a big opportunity to be looking at. That's something that's like in your front view mirror coming. You know, where do you have uh, the ability or how do you have the ability to move that money out of the equity in your home and put it somewhere else where it could come at greater use? That might be a refinance. That might be a home equity loan. That might be a home equity line of credit or HELOC. So that's a big one. And, you know, some people have taken advantage. I'm not going to sit here and say nobody's been refinancing or nobody's been doing any of this because they have been. A lot of people have been. There's millions of people refinancing even with the rates where they are right now. There's millions of people taking out equity from their home right now. So you've got to ask yourself, have you taken advantage of the opportunities that are in front of you today? And are you ready to take advantage of any coming up? Or are you scared? Are you afraid? Are you listening to the media? And are you worried? And if you are, like, come back to reality. Why are you worried? Is it a legitimate concern? Because unfortunately, what we found is sometimes when you need that equity, when you need it most, you can't get access to it. 
So there's a certain level of proactive financial planning we can do, you know, using the equity in your home to make sure that you're covered for a rainy day. Because if you think you're going to, you know, lose your job and then be able to access the equity in your home without selling it, you're sadly mistaken. You need income. You need employment. So you need to get access to that equity when you don't necessarily need it so that you'll have it when you do. You know, you mentioned the media. Um, and you're right. The media is doom and gloom um, on on many issues. And, well, I mean, this isn't probably the right forum for, for the this conversation. But, I mean, just, sometimes they'll embellish as well. I shouldn't say sometimes. Oftentimes they'll embellish. And I get it. You know, they got to keep people tuning in. And there's many different newscasts. And they want you to not switch to channel and so on and so forth. But how much of what's being reported about the housing industry is true and how much is is embellished well look the news and media outlets get their money from advertising Correct. they get their advertising money from viewers you know and what sells what gets eyeballs is negativity and pessimism and you know the sky is falling yep. right yeah you're right so there are absolutely networks that embellish every little thing i i mean i've seen so many articles where they'll take a statistic out of context and act like the sky is falling but it's not so I really, you know, you can walk, I'm not telling everyone to stop watching the news. I'm just saying take it with a grain of salt. When you're getting news about real estate and mortgage, I do recommend that you have real sources to get it from, meaning people that are in the market, people that are boots on the ground, that are getting people mortgages and selling people homes every single day. Because that's where the real, that's where the real information is going to come from. And also real estate is local. So we've been talking about how strong the market in Connecticut has been. Well, it's not this strong in other area or in all other areas. There are certain areas that have even seen, you know, pretty uh, large reductions in prices, mainly more towards the West Coast, and I've heard certain pockets in Florida. But we're not seeing that in Connecticut yet. So hearing a lot of the doom and gloom, they're looking at maybe certain large cities. Well, real estate's local, and that doesn't necessarily affect us, so you can't use that uh, generic information to make a local real estate decision for you and your family. That's really what it's about. Yeah, I mean, like I said, every time I turn around and, and, and listen to somebody talk about the housing industry, whether it's mortgages or just the sale of homes in general, it was it's always been on you know negative. And let's let's face it, I mean, unless let's most people. That's where they're getting their news from. And if it's all negative and you you are 100 percent right with, you know, if it, if it bleeds, it leads. And, and, you know, there's more talk about negative uh, on the news. But sadly, people will take that as gospel, you know. And, and Well, I think a lot of it, Gary, is people don't have the wealth team to get info from. They don't have the people backing point. them that they can feel comfortable reaching out to, right? So they just default to the news, the media, social media, all that stuff. And, hey, if you don't have a realtor or mortgage advisor, like, let me adopt you as a client. Let's talk. You know, if you need that information, let's have a conversation. Um, if you have somebody that you're comfortable working with, that's fine. But I found a lot of people are kind of out there looking and just don't know who to turn to. So, you know, we can be a resource for that. Uh, definitely, without a doubt, reach out. Gary will give you the contact info here just at the top end of the show. You know, I, I talked about goals. That, or you actually answered what people's goals should be financially in 2024, particularly when if they're in the housing um, market, market for a new home. 
what are your goals for 2024? Look, I'm all about helping more people. That's really what my goals are about for 2024. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you right now, I have a goal to help at least 100 families buy and finance homes in 2024. Um, So that's like a very, very specific goal that I have for the year. Um, I've definitely helped that many families in the past, but it's going to be a recent high number for the last couple years. So I'm I'm moving in that direction. I think I mentioned you have a big uh, first-time homebuyer seminar that I'm launching early next year. Uh, So that'll get a lot of people in the, you know, in the saddle when it comes to buying a home next year. Uh, And, you know, just using all the tools and all of the options that I have at my disposal to help more and more people buy homes. And I found just in the last couple months, Gary, that I've been able to help more people doing mortgages that I wouldn't have been able to do even six or 12 months ago. So when and somebody what that's meant is more people buying homes and more uh, positives for our local economy. So when somebody turns around and tells you, or you overhear in conversation, let's say, oh, well, now's not the right time to be buying a house. What's your quick response and reply to that? Well, I, I get that all the time, and the question is <laughs> why? Why isn't it a good time to buy a house? Everyone's got a different thing, and, and everyone's got really the same response. Oh, the prices are too high. I'm going to wait, wait for them to come down. Or the interest rates are higher. The bidding is, gets too exactly. high. Exactly. But what, I, you know, what I've said time and time again is I think that our local market is so unique here in Connecticut because we didn't have the boom and bust cycle uh, when the rest of the country did, meaning that you know, we've been in a depressed housing market for decades up until around 2019 to 2020. That's when we came out of it. Okay. Other areas saw huge boom and bust cycles when our housing market was stagnant. So what if you look back five years from now and realize that the price of a home today wasn't high? What if it was actually a great deal? What if it was a bargain, what you're getting a home for in 2024? How would you feel knowing that? So I don't have a crystal ball, but what I do know is when you look at what a home costs in Connecticut, you take that same home and you put it on you know, uh, a different state, a different county, a different area of the country. We have a very affordable housing market from a lot of standpoints, and that's why we're seeing people move to Connecticut from other areas. I got a call the other day from someone moving out here from Temecula, California, you know, and Mm -hmm. they're not put off by our housing prices. They're actually pretty excited about what they can afford in Connecticut given their salary. So, you know, we live in a bubble, but sometimes you got to get out of that bubble to realize what we really have. I think you said earlier that, you know, Connecticut actually isn't as bad as some of the other states as far as our housing market. Folks, if you'd like more information on this show or any of the others uh, that we do, please head on over to Rob's website. It's www.robgw.com. If you've got a question that you'd like answered right here on these very airwaves, hey, maybe as soon as even uh, next Saturday, just make sure you drop us an email right now or this week, which is Mortgage Matters Radio Show at Gmail. And if you'd like to schedule a consultation with Rob, very easy to do. Just pick up the phone and give him a buzz, 860-413-3938. I'll repeat that for you, 860-413-3938. For Rob Weinberg, I'm Gary Byron. Thank you so much for listening to Mortgage Matters Radio Show and the Connecticut Real Estate Edge Podcast. Until next Saturday morning, have a good one, everybody. So long.